Hello and welcome back to All Over the Place, the final show of the year 2022. Jim, how are you, my friend? I am very good, sir. How about you? I am doing fantastic. It's been a, it's been a, a year of uh, a lot of awesomeness. There, there's no getting around that. I mean, there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, some sobering things, unfortunately, happened in the last few weeks, last few days too. Um, and M- M- Marty and I will will uh, will be paying our, our respects to a a fallen man in the black and gold shortly but it's been a damn good year and i, and I want to thank both of you guys and uh, especially jim you've been here from day one on this and we, we, we've resuscitated the the podcast the online radio show as we uh used to have it back when it was still the uh radio free Fredonia days the infancy of podcasting as we came to call it and thank you for uh being here all, all 19 episodes and marty uh you as well for joining uh, us even as as you like to call it your uh your george jefferson appearances you've been here more often than than, than you thought ha huh? and i thank you for that well i like to swing by from time to time <laughs> he's sneaking in and i i also want to thank our our producer christine she'll be joining us shortly and uh cat cats out of the bag officially this week over in the social media so uh no getting around it, folks. We're a couple, and uh, we make each other very happy. I'm glad to have her on board uh, the, this this effort known as All Over the Place and, and looking forward to bigger and better things for us in 2023. And the first big announcement on that one, we are going to be on Spotify next year. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Bravo. All right. More places for people to s- ignore us. No, that's negativity talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are going. We're, we're going bigger and broader, and uh, we've already got some guests lined up. Jim, uh, you, you've got somebody coming on board from uh, the film critic world. I've got a uh, the guy I saw open up for Jeff Tate, Mark Daly. He's going to be coming on the show in the next few weeks, and 2023 is going to rock. It's going to be awesome. And uh, right on. So I, I, we're going to skip as befitting this show. We're going to skip all over the place. But uh, what are you guys looking forward to in 2023? Before we look backwards, hopefully a return to some normalcy after the last few years. But well, you know that I've, I've uh, been burned by that in the past. So fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I I would love to see um, the resurgence of the Caucasian male. Um, I, it's it's been a sad, long, cancerous death, and I'd love to see you guys come back. Why, why, thank you, my, my, my brown brother. <laughs> well, I, I tend to forget from time to time that you guys are in those, 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 those blue states. Oh. So, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's and literally. Yes. Yeah, it is the climbing. Uh, what it, is it still the dark ages there? Uh, I, and Marty, I, 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 I ask you this especially because I'm going to be there in a couple of days. Back oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. They will welcome you. <laughs> no, it's look, it's it's not um, it's not a nonstop barrage of uh, virtual virtue signaling and uh, browbeating, but you know it comes up from time to time. Um, but it's you know it's going to be good. It's a nice. I mean, it was 80 degrees on Christmas down at uh, San Diego Bay where me and the wife were. Ah, very nice. I mean, you take the good, you take the bad. Ah, that was for you, Eric. I I appreciate it. And and, and there we have going up to the north, northwest. And Jim, we weren't rubbing that in with our our decent weather down here in the, in the desert and on the coast, the (laughs) California coast. Oh, you guys, you guys are going through it right now, aren't you? Like, right like oh yeah i had to i had had to drive across uh part way across the state to visit family for christmas and yeah we had to go through uh some flooding to get on our get on our ferry and then we and then uh and then ice ice on the roads so i think that's uh, i think that's two biblical plagues we had that we had to dodge to get uh, get home for for the holiday so um yeah it was it was pretty crazy but things seem to be seem to be normalizing now fingers crossed um 
and uh, hopefully we'll have a, you know, Western Washington is famous for its mild winters for the most part, and hopefully we're going to get finally get one of those go, uh, going forward. We'll see what happens. And, and Marty, I, I uh, mentioned it a little bit ago, but um, coming your direction, the big thing that I'm kicking off 2023 in grand style, going to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, and going to be partying oh. with you, seeing you for the first time in, in a while. I, I, I saw you earlier this year. I mean, you and this yeah, Havasu and all that, it, it just feels like I haven't seen you in a while. But I'm looking forward to that and uh, going to the Rose Bowl, see Penn State play Utah. And, oh. uh, and we're going to tailgate and uh, Crink 51. Hello, Crink 51, our producer. I, I uh, Christine's going to be there too and uh, tailgating and uh, just – Hopefully get a, a nice blue and white victory on that one. But uh, what's the weather looking like for this weekend? I haven't had a chance to, to peruse that yet. I'm, I'm going to just take a stab at it. Nice. <laughs> but it has been known to be cold and, you know, miserable and, and drizzly on on those Rose Bowl days. But, uh, ah, yeah. So, right. uh, uh, compared to Pennsylvania, uh, Toledo, I think not. <laughs> Buffalo, yes, we have a winner in Southern it's all California. Relative. Yes. Um, it's it, it's in the it was in the seventies today here in Arizona and it was, drove up to uh, Winslow a couple of days ago and it was oh god it was in the fifties oh yeah so but uh, um, also coming in twenty twenty three I'm I'm jam packed I'm looking so forward to that from a music standpoint and I don't even know what movies are coming up beyond uh, what's the uh, there's something coming in uh, a big one in February which of course escapes me but uh, music wise concert wise peter gabriel new album and tour coming next year i just got tickets a couple of days ago going to see the old 97s in a, in a small club Ooh, that sounds good. which is gonna kick ass and i'm going to be taking and i should say we uh our producer uh crank uh, christine we are going to be going to uh we're going to see uh, bleep, 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 i'll just repeat it Heading out to Red Rocks, maiden voyage to Red Rocks to see Jason Isbell. Ah, uh, that should be epic. Nice. Road trip and Red Rocks. It's going to be awesome. So, well, and uh, movie movie wise, what, what's on your your radar, Jim? Well, I can give you my my tops that I that I'm most excited about seeing. I would say probably number one, it would be uh, for next year would be Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, Chris Nolan and uh, uh, dramatizing the creation of the atomic bomb. I mean, that's going to be cinematic heaven for me. I tell you that right now. And I've seen the I've seen the cast list, and pretty much every actor in Hollywood is is in it. So, uh, I think that's going to be a really good one. Uh, I would say next would be uh, if you want me to go go down my my top three here. Yeah. Uh, my next one would definitely be Mission Impossible. Uh, it's the the last entry in the Mission Impossibles, but it's a two-parter, so they're doing mm -hmm. the first part next year. And man, I, I gotta say, I mean, between Tom Cruise and his stunt team, and <clears throat> he's got Chris McQuarrie doing the, doing the screenwriting for these movies. Yep. And then uh, in the director's chair, Joseph Kaczynski, who did just did Top Gun Maverick for him, uh, and Oblivion. And man, this is just a team that is just banging on all banging on all cylinders right now. It seems like. Uh, while the rest of Hollywood's kind of sinking into the muck of mediocrity, this team is just shooting to the moon as far as yeah. quality goes. They just, they're delivering some amazing entertainment. So I'm really psyched about that one. Uh, and then uh, just a personal pick, but uh, but uh, the second Shazam movie comes out in March and I really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was a ton of fun and it was exactly what DC should be doing with its movies. Um, and uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that one as well. As am I after uh, finally catching up with the first one, and and Black Adam entertained me more than I thought it would. Absolutely, really, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, get on the stick with that service that we use, Marty. <laughs> well, I just, I, you know, <laughs> it's a shame that I'm so so gun shy. Uh, I'm so expecting to be disappointed with surprise wokeness. That I I so I I shy away from movies and uh, I know I need to stop doing that. But uh, so how was it on the woke front? I didn't. Well, Black Adam, I didn't think so at all. And Shazam, excellent. 
it's well I, there are there are a couple of, I, it's like the 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 puffing out of the female uh, and i've got no problem with it i mean like uh why i'm blanking on her name now uh but the 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 hair uh the female protagonist in that one uh sarah shahi that am i saying her name correctly outlaw yeah. dan mcclinton would kill me i know he's a big fan of hers um <laughs> But I thought she was great in Black Adam. But yeah, it's uh, and it wasn't the usual, you know, the the Mary Sue syndrome. It, it was just a, it's a good movie. Don't I don't think of it as you know, female this or female that, unless they <clears throat> over the head with it the way they briefly did in uh, Avengers Endgame. But no, I, th- I thought it was good. Well, Mark, Jim, what do you think? I mean, in terms of yeah, the, I think uh, uh, the woke scale. Yeah, no, it really didn't seem too woke. I mean, you could you could kind of see a liberal message with. The, you know, the, the, the story about the, the Middle Eastern country being, being occupied by, by foreign forces, but it was very, you know, it was, it was kind of a, like a very, very vague um, uh, Iraq metaphor, but I think that they were very smart about not pounding you over the head with that. They, they just, they just kind of had that as a story background and let it be. Um, so it didn't feel preachy at all. And yeah, as far as Sarah Shahi's character goes, I mean, um, no, it, it, she definitely felt like a regular person. I mean, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of strong and brave as far as being like a freedom fighter against this occupying force, but she wasn't like, there wasn't anything to put her in Mary Sue territory or anything like that. I think, I think of nothing else, you know, DC has kind of a, a running theme where with, with their supernatural heroes, there's always kind of a female human character. That's kind of like the you know, this, this godlike hero's pipeline to humanity and, and kind of brings them yeah. is, you know, kind of, kind of keeps their, their, helps them keep their soul. And, uh, yeah. and I think that, that, so I think that uh, Sarah Shahi's character was really more in the line of like a Lois Lane type character rather than like a, a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I thought it was well done. So there you go, Marty, check out Black what? Adam. It's on, it's on the list now. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, I have a question for either one of you. Uh, I'm a big fan, uh, like it or not, <laughs> of the Guardians series. Um, what do we know about Guardians three? Well, if, if it is any indication of where they want to go, or heading now that uh, you know, uh, James Gunn is in charge, uh, is it James Gunn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I loved the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Had the right heart. Had it. It, it, it was a, a typical Guardians movie, and didn't feel shoehorned in like they did with it. their appearance in in Thor: Love and Thunder was ridiculous. After so, and maybe it was just too much buildup for me of like the as Guardians of the Galaxy that was hinted at in in the Avengers movies. Right before they wrapped up, and it just felt completely flat and unnecessary. But the holiday special—if that's any indication—I think the next one's going to be awesome. Yeah, I completely ignored the Thor one. I just, I, I. Uh, you were talking about the uh, Lois Lane type character. Well, we thought we had one with Natalie Portman, and then they made her goddamn Thor. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they they gave her all this power, and they basically ripped the soul out of the character. Is is effectively what they did. Yes, because she, I mean, I didn't, I'm I, watching the Thor movies. She was fine. She was good. She's a good actor. And so she pulled it off. It was good. And then all of a sudden, no, 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 no. If she doesn't have the superpowers, it's misogynistic. What? Uh, what? <laughs> eh, Hollywood, that's, that's the path of Disney now. Well, maybe not now that they've got, uh, got the old guy, the, the old regime back in charge there, but who knows? Yeah, as well, we, as we discussed Looking what? forward to the new Wick. I'm a fan of uh, the shoot 'em up, and Wick delivers on that every time. I got to get into those movies, especially. I loved Nobody, which I know is the same style of, of movie. And Violent Night is in my top five of the year for this year, and and that's in that vein as well. So I mean, I, I got to catch up with the Wick movies. Yeah, really. I, I'm a fan. I I'd like. Uh, you know the 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 single sort of uh, the single badass that you know, which we you can trace all the way back to Clint Eastwood. Like you know, it's it's a cool <laughs> it's a cool thing. It's a cool genre. It's a cool, uh, very neat thing to have one guy who's uh, you know going around and getting really getting you know his ass handed to him, but 
constantly, you know, managing to pull its ass out of the fire. On the list. <laughs> All right. So and then the only other one I had thought about, which I think I'm thinking negatively about, is uh, the new indie. Um, uh, yeah. Just, uh, and I go, man, I, I, now I'm, I'm almost longing for Shia LaBeouf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seven years old. What are we doing? Step off the ledge, Marty. Step off the ledge. <laughs> no jumping. But I, I hate to admit that watching that trailer, it hit all the right notes. Oh, literally with the joint and it it hit the fields it member berries it 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 got me and then i'm like i step back i'm like wait what no eric step off the ledge well i i think i i agree with you uh look watching the trailer but the thing that keeps pounding in my head is he's 157 years old (laughs) i am 55 years old and for a good 20 or so seconds i'm strong as an ox and then that's it it's over <laughs> and we're i mean <laughs> this is just i watch it and i go come on he looks like he's 40 years older than me and it's just hard to let my brain suspend disbelief like that well yeah correct me if i'm wrong on this one uh but yeah. i aren't they setting it late 60s early 70s and then is that the time frame that they're going for? Well, it was hard to tell because I could see there was a lot of that of a long, young looking him, but there was a lot of the old guy running around too. So, well, because I'm thinking he was born in what turn of the century, 1800, 1800s and 1900s. Poor black child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Naven. Anytime we can bring up the jerk on this show, we're going to do it, folks. There's no getting around it. Um, but I'm just trying to think, like, if they're setting it late 60s, I mean, okay, he's going to be not too much younger than Harrison Ford really is. But at the same time, once I'm hearing that they're de-aging him for the the younger when they're flashing back to fights with the, the Nazis, I'm like, right. as much as I liked the Irishman, that was definitely the most disconcerting thing to take it just taking me out of the movie that, that willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. 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 And it, I'm guessing it's better. Um, because that was one of the, the, the Irishman was one of the first times they used it. Um, it was really pretty new at that time. Um, well, no, well, no, they, they, well, from a Netflix standpoint. Yeah. But they, they did it well, really well with, uh, Michael Douglas in the Ant-Man movie. The first oh one. yeah, this is true. Yeah, but I mean, this is a while ago, right? And so you know, maybe it's maybe this is maybe it just finally feels right. Well, I think the only I mean, if it is that taking place in the late sixties, early seventies, much like with Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if Indy's going to be taking out hippies, I'm there. That's the only thing that's going to get me there. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Have you, have you guys heard of the uh, the script leaks that made their way onto Reddit, supposedly, and obviously of dubious quality, but uh, you know, supposedly leaked the leaked the, the plot of the movie on onto to Reddit. No, seen those details. Basically, no. the, so basically, there were some some supposed leaks of of the plot of the movie, and I'm not going to give too much away that, but they made their way onto Reddit and basically explained that the re- the reason for the de aging is because there will because it's going to involve time travel. And that Indy's basically going to go back in time to the '40s and fight Nazis all over again. No, you know, no, his younger self. No. <laughs> so you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give too much away from what happens after that. But it, it treads into Last Jedi territory. So, uh, yeah, it, I have, I have no idea if those are accurate. But you know, and of course, the directors come out and and said they're not. But uh, you know, if if it's in that direction, then then yeah, it looks rough. I'm, I'm really not. I'm the biggest indie fan going back to when I was about five, but I'm really not uh, oh, optimistic about this one. I was 11 when the first, when Raiders came out and not Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. I cannot stress sure. that enough. 
Uh, Harrison Ford, this is the guy that, you know, we grew up with. I mean, Han Solo, Indiana Jones. And that's why I haven't watched anything after they they rode off into the sunset in Last Crusade. That's how that character ends for me. I mean, I tried to watch when it was on free on on Amazon Prime. I I just tried watching the the Kingdom of the Lost Skull. Is that it? I I don't know. Crystal Skull. Yeah. Crystal Skull. The lot. lot. See, that shows how much I care about it now. But (laughs) it's yeah. God, if he's time (laughs) traveling, I'm just going to go back and watch Time Cop. That's all I'll do. I'm a bit of a stooge. I'm a, a, a an indie uh, kind of like you know. If there's something I don't like about Star Wars, I just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I did the same thing with the Crystal Skull because I was such a fan of the franchise. I just I just <clears throat> pre- pretended it was some somewhat watchable. Okay, I'm envious of you. That must be a good life. Uh, <laughs> How yeah, do was, you do it? I'm over here. I'm over getting an ulcer about it. So you know, yeah, um, definitely but, not yeah. good. <laughs> I was I will, doing my best not to burst a blood vessel. God, time traveling <laughs> Indiana Jones. Oh God! I will it say you're, you're right. I think the end of Last Crusade was was definitely a perfect ending to that that character story. Um, and you know, so just something of the that I've been thinking about. I feel like the first three Indiana Jones movies are perfect for a lot of reasons, but one is that they all of them kind of, from a character perspective, they all kind of examine a different facet of Indy's character and the way he relates to other people. So the first one teams him up with Marion. So we see how he reacts to the, the love of his life. And then the second one teams him up with, with a surrogate son. So we see how he is as a, as a parent. And then the third movie teams him up with his father. So we see how he is as, as a son. And so all of these different storylines and different relationships, we see a different part of him come out. And that's what makes them so interesting and fresh. But, Ladies and gentlemen, Gene Siskel. But yeah, but, but Crystal Skull just kind of went into, oh, here's here's the sun again. And he's not nearly as interesting as a short round. And, and I still think they should have brought back short round, frankly, instead of Sh- Shia the Beef. But anyway. Yeah, um, you were named but, uh, for the dog? Okay, so can, can we not gloss over this? That was a brilliant observation. Uh, Eric, maybe you caught that. I don't know. But man, well done, sir. <laughs> you were a very good movie critic. That, that, this is... Jim is our, our, our cinematic guru. I'm, I'm our music guy. You're, you're our, our, our both worlds, Marty. And you're, 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 our, you're, our, you're our political guru. This is our, our libertarian guru. Uh, this is why all over the place works. Oh, it's, in my, in my best Nigel Tufnell, it's layers upon layers into weeping. There you go. But can we turn it to 11? That's the question. I, I believe we'll be turning it beyond 11 because there's three of us. See, it's three. And oh, that, and that's another thing to look forward to next year. It just hit me. We're having at, at work. I came up with the plan. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit on this one. And in, in honor of right. the, the 40th anniversary of Spinal Tap, I'll be hosting the, the Spinal Tap movie party. Excellent. Nice. And when yeah, is this? I, do, you, do you have a, an area of date? We're, we don't know at this stage. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, uh, we have to time it up with Zia Records because they're, they're, they're the sponsors of it. But uh, we're hoping for February or March to set, uh, somewhere where uh, we can turn it up to 11. There's so, a chance I may make it out for that one. I'll let you know. Okay. I, I, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the uh, it's a Saucy Jack drink, the specialty drink. Ah, I like it. Well, and uh, a, a, a mid-movie snack of cups and cakes, cups and cakes. You'll be so full, your belly aches. Man, you were the man for the job. It's it's upside down, backwards. It's my it's my favorite comedy of all time. So it's uh, definitely I'm looking forward to being being on the team for that one. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. Please do, sir. Yeah, but. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at and you know, you know what? We're going beyond the 30 minutes. This is the, this is the year end show. I'm sorry, producer Crink. We're we're gonna we're what? gonna that's right. We're gonna ramble a little more because we still got to look back at this year, and and all you know because all shows do this at the end of the year. So, God forbid we try and be different. Why should we look forward first before we look backwards? But uh, I mentioned earlier, Violent Night is in my top top five for the year. But it's hard for me to nail nail down five uh, beyond you know that one, Maverick, of course. Father Stew, I loved. Saw that multiple times. Uh, the Northman. Elvis, I thought Austin Butler did a great job. The Menu was another great movie. 
and the, uh, a double dose of Channing Tatum this year. Dog and the Lost City. <laughs> Got to get your Channing in. I I don't know. What, he just came out of nowhere for me. And uh, a movie that was not released in theaters, but I've watched a couple times now and looking forward to I'll watch it again. Uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Those those so, are my movies for the year. My favorites. Since you brought that up, I I watched it. I, the second time I watched it, I got it. I laughed and laughed and laughed. The first time I watched it, I kept expecting this to be a dream sequence or something. <laughs> I thought it was the the Weird Al, you know, not not mock, not a docudrama or anything, but I, I thought it was the Weird Al story, kind of like a. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, dirt, you know, and it was okay, yeah. to do the little squiggles and go, you know, and he's back in reality and he, it's nothing like that, you know, but I get, I got what they were doing, but it was way late in the movie when I was like, I'm starting to get it now. So the second time through, you're right. It's excellent. And Jim, have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. Oh, we can't spoiler it for him then Marty <clears throat> beyond just speaking broadly. Like that. Well, I, uh, what what I spoiled is I'm an idiot, and I was waiting for something <laughs> that even remotely in the movie. <laughs> so I spoiled it. The the thing oh, I good. thought was going to be in the movie wasn't in the movie. I remember you but and I talking about that. So yes, it, it was not in the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> but de you definitely check it out, Jim. Yeah, definitely check it out because it's, it's it's weird out. It's oh and, for sure. Uh, another, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who, who also I thought was excellent in The Lost City, play, playing the, the weird one himself. So good stuff. Good stuff. Maybe and, it would have been better if you had played the Shia LaBeouf role. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, Jim, what were your your some of your favorite movies from this past year? Well, I will admit I have not seen a lot of them because I just never get around to seeing new movies when they come out. So I'm I'm like several years behind for the most part. But I will say my number one is Maverick, of course. Uh, I will of the others. I will say uh, Bullet Train, definitely, mm. really good movie. Uh, horror, there's a horror movie called The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. That yes, I that's okay, really good. Um, let's see what else. Um, maybe the Batman. I might put that on my top five. That was really well done. Really? Huh. As as I... superhero movies go, it was very well done. I couldn't oh, connect with that one. And I and God knows I tried. It was just, I mean, it, yeah, it was very cold and distant, but I feel like that was an intentional choice. I feel like it was, but as far as artistically, it was really, really well done. So I can respect that take. Yeah, I can say, yeah. I, I, for me, it was I, the whole goth Batman. I, it's as much as I, I like bands like The Cure or Jesus and Mary Chain and that kind of thing. It's like, I couldn't, it wasn't clicking for Batman for me. Eh, some you win, some you lose. Yep. Yeah, those are probably my top picks. Okay. Of, right. of, of the few that I've seen, those are my top picks. Now, okay. as a fellow Catholic, have you seen Father Stu yet? I have not seen Father Stu. I, I really want to see it, but it's just it's one of those I haven't gotten around to yet. And I'm pretty sure it's on Prime now, too. So Nice. I will get to it then. I'll let you know. And that, for me, is... In, in any other year, this would the the you know he'd be winning best actor because of the physical transformation, everything that goes with it, and and a great performance from Mark Wahlberg, and Mel Gibson would be best supporting actor. And I'm blanking on the woman who played his mother, but she it would be those three. You have your best supporting actor and actress, and best actor for Mark Wahlberg. It was that strong, and and I say that even with Austin Butler doing a great job as Elvis. I don't think they're ever going to let Mel Gibson back in the Oscars building. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I almost but, forgot the, the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Oh yeah. I haven't that, seen that one, but I've heard it's really good. Colin Farrell. Just he, the acting with his eyes. I think I brought this up on the show when, when I, right after I saw it, but he did a great job too. And it's uh, for someone who doesn't see a whole lot of movies these days. Uh, I, I, the, there's three really, really great performances. Right on. So, and Marty, you're not seeing much, but is there are there any movies that uh, 
Yeah, it not, actually not did rock your much. world. Um, Maverick, obviously, that was uh, you know, <laughs> all of us agree on that one. Um, a surprising one, and it, it was uh, not great, but it's, it, it was worthy of, of talking about. Um, the suggestion of my wife, and I'm like, okay, cool, you, let's do it. Was uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, I thought uh, for a movie with uh, very little pow pow bang bang, uh, I I thought it it kept my attention, which I was shocked. So that tells me hmm, it may have been pretty good. Yeah, I did I'm I not, did like that one. It did it went, not not great, but definitely glad I saw it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, uh, Gal Gadot showed that you know she could actually act beyond you know being a badass wonder woman-ish you know and i i didn't uh i didn't get any feelings of um even though she was sort of a, a, a big piece you know the twist was nice mm -hmm. nice twist I, you know nothing too outrageous where i was that fell out of my chair but uh you know it got me i was like oh yeah yeah that's good i like that so i'm, I'm a big i'm not i like the twist i, I i've always been a fan of the, the twist but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of like you, Jim. I don't. Uh, I see them so so far, but you know, oh wow, that came out in 2019. I just saw it. I thought it was kind of new. So I, you know, it ends up happening. Yeah, in my case, it's the curse of having kids. Is you just get this black hole in your your movie watching for about five six years and never quite catch up. Uh, can I throw in one more real quick? Uh, Absolutely. Okay, uh, I yield my time. To the, to the gentleman? It's not going to take that long, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Adam Sandler movie that came out last this this past year called Hustle. Oh, okay. It, but it, I've but seen it, it yeah, no. I, yeah, I just, did. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Basketball that movie was... with Adam Sandler, really, really good. Way better than I expected. And 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 kind of politically incorrect in some places in terms sure, of yeah. Yeah. How, how, you know, how he really... Um, push for competition and tough love over over a lot of, you know uh, a lot of touchy feely stuff. I think it was uh, just a really really well done movie, and uh, I've actually seen it on quite a few critics uh, lists at the end of the year, which is a, a pleasant surprise for me. But uh, uh, yeah, really good, really underrated movie. I don't think it's going to get any awards because it's a Netflix movie, but uh, yeah, excellent movie. I don't know why I've been hesitant to watch that one, but I I did see that. I, couple of lists like you mentioned he's, he's getting mentioned like you know the the uh punch drunk love and uncut yeah. gems style performance well the, the trailers for it look like, look like ass i mean they, they looked really meh but uh but the movie itself is is really good it did not get well served by the marketing good to know i'll put it on the list circling that one and uh for tv and, and you know, with movies like for me it's tv I, I catch up on things so far after the game, uh, whether it's through the streaming services. And uh, a quick note with that one, Ted Lasso, I'm finally ca catching up on and loving that. Jason Sudeikis, awesome stuff. And the whole cast, just great, funny. Are, are you guys uh, in tune with that one? Uh, no, I haven't uh, I haven't partaken. I know what it is, um, and I hear it's really good. Uh, it's on my list. I got, I still have to do Yellowstone and uh, anyway, <laughs> I have a long list of shit to catch up on. Jim, you, I, I same, same as Marty. I have not seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I think it's, I think it's on a streaming channel that I don't have. So it's one of those that, uh, but when the opportunity comes up, I will definitely check it out. That's true. It's Apple TV. So yeah, I've got a, I've got a finagle wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Sail the high seas. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are no streamings available for the final episode of season two. So I'm like, oh, I may actually have to do. Oh my God. I pay $4.99 for the first month for Apple TV. <laughs> I like the show that much. But the other streaming service, Tulsa King, is my big one. You and Marty, you and I have talked about that one. That That is my show of the year. That's the one I was just going to bring up. I. Go oh, yeah, take the torch. Go run with it. Outstanding. I I mean, uh, and I'm going to blow it with all the names, and I don't really care. But <laughs> there are so many co-stars in there that are doing excellent work around a guy who 
you know, I mean, the Rocky character, he did it brilliantly, but it, you know, it was a little bit, you know, uh, he didn't stretch after that. He did a lot of blow him up movies and he did some good stuff. And, um, but in this man, I, he's, um, he's shown his chops and the move, the show really revolves well around that character. And, uh, I mean, uh, see it. Here we go. Um, the youngest son in the, uh, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everyone in it's great. Um, I, I, I really, the love interest, that's just brilliant because he, what is it, 25 years older than her or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, and the, uh, the kid, his driver, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's from, but he's really good. Yeah, the guy plays Tyson. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I like Martin Starr as the guy who owns the, uh, the pot shop. Bodie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very uh, the, good. the twist at the end of the last episode. Oh, my God. Not giving anything away. Um, yeah, don't because I'm, I'm behind one episode. Okay. Uh, shh. Keeping it a secret. But oh, there's, I just there's, there's, glad to have a soon back instead. Yeah. There, there, there's some great twists and turns in this latest one. And Dana Delaney is, is um, she's always fun. And uh, Andrea Savage as the uh, the FBI agent. Again, like Marty said, it, it's the supporting cast, perfect world. This would be this would be cleaning up stuff the way that uh, that, that Ted Lasso does for comedy at, at the Emmys. That this should be the drama. And Stallone, I and like you said, Marty, and he's attached to these iconic characters, Rocky and and uh, Rambo. And but when he wants to stretch, like Copland, late nineties, phenomenal yeah. role for him. And getting back into the Rocky character in the Creed movies, and I'm glad he got nominated. He should have won that year, whatever. It's the, it's the Oscars who ultimately gives a shit. But I like how it allowed him to, to show his chops, where he's not the big, he's not the folk, he's not the star. He's, he's not the guy in the ring anymore. And it allowed yeah. him to be that mentor and, and to show off the chops. And this one, holy shit, I, I'm... I'm I've been a Sly fan for, you know, like, like you, Marty, since the seventies and just, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch him on, on a weekly basis. Help, help me out, Eric. What's the, what's the guy's name? He played the youngest, the youngest brother in four brothers, which is a great movie. Um, dang it. Oh, what, what character does he play on? Uh, he's the bar owner. He, he's the one, the, which one? The bar owner. Oh, the bar owner. Uh, I'm cheating. Get the fuck out. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cheating right now. It's Garrett Hedlund playing yeah, Mitch. He's, he's excellent in everything he's in. Which I just saw Four Brothers a couple of months ago. So, yes, I, 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 I'm with you on the reference. Yes, I'm there. Good call. That movie, man. <laughs> Not to go back many decades, but, man, that I've seen that movie ten times. <laughs> <laughs> and, he was uh, also on Sons of Anarchy, if I remember right. The, the biker show. Oh, who, who, who do you... Well, I'll find yeah, out who he played yeah. on that right now. Or do you remember what uh, character he played on that one? I don't. I haven't spent a long time since I've seen it, but I I believe he was on it, unless I'm confusing him for somebody else. Well, he, he does look familiar, and I'm, I'm scrolling there now. There is four brothers. Um, I, I can tell you he wasn't on it. Oh, okay. oh he wasn't Fair on enough. it. Okay. I must be, yeah, I must be I, mixing him up with somebody else. Yeah, I've watched... Uh, <laughs> I'll just go for it. I've watched Sons of Anarchy, you know, <laughs> multiple, multiple times. Gotcha. So that's like my uh, guilty pleasure sort of thing. Oh, I, there's no need to call that a guilty pleasure. That, that was a great show. Uh, yes. Um, uh, what other what other shows did I watch? The <laughs> thing is that I watch a lot of YouTube. So yeah, it was, and there. And I, for me, I don't have rate. I don't have uh, broadcast TV anymore, or yeah, I don't have cable anymore. So I'm like, you know, new shows for me are what's popping up on Amazon Prime or, oh, and uh, the, the the Reacher was this year, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so was yeah, awesome. there's another great one. Yes. And and uh, I you know I'm, and. We're just gonna cut, we're gonna run the gamut as we always do. And uh, music wise, I what I thought was a uh, a better than average year this year because everyone's releasing new albums. It's like they've had, they had all their time pent up in the studio, so it's it's all the result of the pandemic is uh, starting uh, with uh, 
the albums are coming out, the tours are happening, and God, I saw so many shows this year. I don't even know where to begin on the, my favorite ones, but uh, actually, I do. Tears, tears for fears. But uh, that's that's where I that's where I met our producer. So, and uh, my and my girlfriend. Yes. Shoehorn that one right in. I was, you know, but, uh, and then uh, the David, David Bowie tribute. That was a great show. Oh God. It's the list is that Jack White was awesome. And his albums in my top five, Fear of the Dawn. Yeah, that actually, that that's probably my number one album for the year. The Jack, the Jack White. And he, he, he released two albums this year. Second one was more of a low key affair, but eh, didn't like it as much. Still it's Jack White. So it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, the hey, new, you are a fan, sir. Well, the the new Def Leppard. Speaking of being a super fan, not bad, but unfortunately, as with so many things from too many bands, uh, they, they're releasing double albums now, or just what used to be single albums on us on one CD, but double album length, sixty plus minutes. Diamond Star Halos. They title a tribute to uh, good old T Rex, but uh, has some great songs, but would be better served by chopping off two or three of them. It's the they're still in CD excess stuff, even releasing stuff on vinyl. But still, a solid album. Uh, Vandaliers, uh, act out of Texas, who I'll be seeing ending the year with a concert. The Vandaliers, and their new album is is good, self titled one. Uh, another alt country act, or more, I guess, be Americana. Uh, Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners, and I think I played some of their music on one of the shows earlier this year. If not. Well, I'm looking forward to maybe having him on the show next year, Ginger Wildheart. We're going to be reaching out to his his team. And another great show I saw this year, Van Morrison. Finally got to say uh, I've seen Van the Man. And another double album. I've said this before on the show. This man is so productive. He even has a new album coming out next year, a tribute to his skiffle past, the 50s music style. He's already leaking uh, yeah. dropping singles. I don't know if it's going to be a single album or a double album, but the man had a double album last year with latest record project, one of my favorites of last year. And what's it going to take this year? That's the name of the album. What's it going to take? Another double album, which is unfortunately getting obscured by the fact that the left media, but I repeat myself, cannot hack the fact that this guy has a contrary opinion to what was going on with you know, all the the virtue signaling with, with the pandemic, the scamdemic. And it's just it's van morrison and it's just great music if you don't like the lyrics whatever i i've put up with the clash and john mellencamp and springsteen and and midnight oil they had a new album this year which the ironically titled album resist from a bunch of australians who took who voluntarily took it up the uh, no, whatever. <laughs> hey, I caught myself. The circus monkey. Uh, the circus monkey almost had a Vaseline coming. Uh, but it, uh, and there he did, uh, backhandedly. Anyway, uh, it's. Uh, but check out the Van Morrison. What's it going to take? Great album. Oh gosh, it's. Uh, and also, like I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Mark Daly. Uh, he had an EP out this year nothing to lose check that one out it's only four songs long 12 minutes shit awesome stuff and i'm looking forward to having him on the show now another ep one more time on that one mark daly d-a-l-y check him out on spotify uh but the the, uh, ep is called nothing to lose and he he played he probably played every song live when i saw him open for uh jeff tate but uh yeah check check it out i think you'd like it's got that's good uh just good. it's rock and roll, you know. It's uh, just—he's an Irishman, so you, yeah. It just check it out. And uh, also, Billy Idol put his second uh, EP out. He put an EP out last year, "The Roadside," and then this year he put out uh, "Cage." Uh, he, it, it's Billy Idol. He's awesome. So, Man, these guys have been busy. And oh, and Tom McDonald. Finally, and he kept dropping singles, but he, he put out an album proper this year. Oh, really? And that guy's still, he, he's owning the rap game. But again, much like Van Morrison, because he is running contrary to the the uh, the group speak, he, he's actually an independent guy. He's uh, he's, he's shunned by the, the leftists. Who, who yeah. Like to 
Yeah, I, I don't. <sighs> When's it going to stop? Well, it's not going to stop. That's when. But uh, man, we need a we need a reversal. This is getting. Uh, in the words of Charlton Heston, it's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. Oh, and in the words of Van Morrison himself, what's it going to take? Mm. But people are shaking off the shackles, and that's one thing I, I think is encouraging now, that there's more people getting their information. It's a slow, very slow process. Don't get me wrong. I'm not fooling myself. But fewer people are getting their media, getting their information from the leftist outlets. And more of them are relying on what, Marty, you've been doing for years and just alternative media. And it's it's showing in, even though the New York Times is ignoring it, Greg Gutfeld consistently has the number one late night show on television now. Hmm. Look at that. And when he's not number one, he's number two. Was it he and uh, Colbert? Is that who he's flopping with back and forth, flip-flopping? Yeah, probably. He's, he's being Colbert for the most part. Oh, I think, yeah, Gutfeld's winning more often than not. So, yeah, so I, it's a slow but sure process, but the pendulum is swinging back and, or swinging, um, swinging to, to a sense of normalcy. To answer back to the, uh, you know, in the words of, in the words of uh, Lee Vink, let's have a war. Yeah. That's, see, that's what that's what they. I, I'd be more for that, but that's what they want, and that, that's, that's what, just the way to, to clamp us down. I think that's a whole other podcast, but I think that's where <laughs> yes, we're headed. Well, you know, maybe something to shake things up. Who knows? Yeah. Well, what 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 did uh, Jefferson say? Every so often, the uh, the tree of liberty needs to be uh, replenished, and uh, and just burn it down and I, I, I started out strong with the paraphrasing him and then I've just devolved into something. I don't know where I'm going, but the, the tree I, of liberty yeah, well, needs to be replenished from time to time. To I'm going to be the first to say it. DeSantis and Gabbert. That's the ticket. I I'd vote for that in a heartbeat. Yep. That way we get, I would, I would vote for that, but I would say DeSantis definitely not so sure about Gabbert. I, I like her, but she's bounced around a lot. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think that a lot of people are going to see her as a flip-flopper. If she's on, on a presidential ticket. That's kind of, I just, I like people who, uh, who, who I sometimes disagree with. I think that's healthy. Um, and she doesn't seem to be a crazy person. So <laughs> there's not a lot of that left. This is true. DeSantis, dare I say it. And I'm kidding. I don't want it, but uh, it's uh, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. what I want though is a DeSantis gnome ticket. Yeah. Took the words right I out want, of my mouth. I, I don't know why these these fucks just don't go. Look, we got to win this. Let's smash them into itty bitty pieces. DeSantis Cruz. Let's murder. They'll beat each other up, and then the left. Anyway, let's go on to the next subject. <laughs> well, uh, once again, I, I, I uh, you know, uh, as this trip is winding down, uh, what what prompted uh, this podcast to come back was uh, un- unfortunately the, the death of my, my my friend Kender Kender McGowan, and we were able to get people together to to celebrate his life and uh, what what he meant to all of us, and then Kender's most definitely missed, but we're, we never forgot. We're gonna his spirit is with me. Every time we do this show, and especially when we, we when we talk politics and talking a little treason, as uh, as our, our guest uh, co-host that day, Jack Marino, likes to say, and uh, Ken Kender, miss you, buddy. But uh, the memory lives on. And uh, also, like uh, I, I alluded to at the, at the beginning of the show, uh, Jess Barr from the band or bands, uh, Slobberbone. Great guitarist, lead guitarist. He also then went on to play with the Drams, an offshoot from Slobberbone. Uh, died a very unexpected death. Uh, Forty-six years old, I think Jess was. Heart problems. Uh, another friend of mine, uh, I umpired with Greg Quinn, died saving the life of his wife and child from drowning in a pool, and uh, he's never going to be forgotten either. Uh, Greg Quinn, and uh, on a very uh, somber note in a steeler nation and it was a guy that and I, i'm not going to pretend that i knew franco harris any better than i did uh 
two meetings with the guy, was able to break bread with him at a dinner. And, but we were on the same team to fight for the, the, uh, what the truth in what happened, uh, in state college and how the media tried, uh, their narratives, their false narratives tried to tarnish and, and did succeed in tarnishing for a little while, but it's pendulum swinging back. Thanks to Franco Harris and, uh, restoring Penn State's reputation and Joe Paterno specifically his reputation. The fact that he died, Franco died on what would have been Joe's 95th birthday, I believe. It was Joe's birthday. Franco passed away that day. And that just shows you that the ties, it's an unfortunate coincidence, but (sighs) Franco Harris was a great, great man. And uh, if you want to and I don't want to, if you're a Steelers person, Marty, I've recommended this to you, and I, I'm not sure if you had the chance to listen to it yet, but they, uh, John Ziegler, who was very close with Frank over the last 10 years in this, this uphill battle against ESPN and beyond, uh, John and Liz Habib over at the, with the benefit of hindsight, uh, offshoot the, the death of journalism podcast, they, they paid a great, uh, 90 minute tribute to Franco last week. And I, I highly recommend checking that out on Spotify or iTunes. And he, he memorialized Franco like nobody could just the personal stories. And, and John said it best. You, you know, a person best, you don't know them until you're in a foxhole with them. And, and he and Franco were in that foxhole together for almost 10 years. Yeah. And I definitely check that out folks. Uh, the death of journalism, I believe it's episode 19. Hey, they're on the same number that we are. What do you know? What a coincidence. Uh, but Frank O'Harris, a, a great, great Penn Stater, a, a great Pittsburgh Steeler, a, a, just a great person in his community. And uh, rest in peace, Frank O'Harris, number 32. Yes. Well said, sir. Um, and by every indication, um, as great a man as he was a football player, and he was a Pretty spectacular football player. Yep. On, on what? On, on what, what? The 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. They retired his number, and he should have been there for it. But yeah. But his wife Dana was there, and his son, and they they. It, it was a, a and uh, the Rooney family just paid a great tribute to number 32 and uh, Steeler Nation. Yeah, I, I tell you. Um... I have childhood memories of Franco Harris because um, not so much the, the first Super Bowl, um, although I obviously rewatched it, um, and and he played well. But um, the one uh, the the one that that was the one first one versus Dallas. Um, but uh, Super Bowl uh, that had been in '76, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Super Bowl thirteen in '79, uh, that was uh, that was the one. Uh, they played Dallas again, and then they beat Dallas in that Super Bowl. And that was the one where I got Franco fever. I was just enamored with this giant. He was like, you know what he reminded me of? is uh, like an elk. Big, but very agile, very fast, you know, and uh, just, just loved. Wa- and I, that's when I fell in love with watching Franco Harris play is in, you know, that Super Bowl. I was, uh, I would have been 11, and I was old enough to understand how great he was. When I... In, in Super Bowl ten, I was what eight years old, and that's when I got Steeler fever. But man, in '79, I was eleven, and I, uh, man, I, I just was amazed at this, this giant gazelle-like person in black. Just, just, I loved. I, I was sold. He was my favorite player right there. And uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and. You know, just uh, on the field, he was uh, just one of the best. I mean, eight eight thousand plus seasons. I mean, that <laughs> that's really hard to do. Really, really hard to do. Well, I'd say I was a cowboy fan at the time, but yes, living in a Steeler household, you know, I, there's nothing uh-huh. but respect. nothing but respect, and also, you know, it's uh, as as I was reminded later on, you know, all right, Eric, you're you're forgiven, but as long as you're cheering for the Steelers now. Yes, Franco. Yes, Franco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, welcome in. Well, I, I, I had to take the business from also after I interviewed uh, Lynn Swan. 
many moons ago. I, I just give him oh, the same really? spiel. Yeah, after I, I he he gave me a lot of headaches as a kid, but you know I respect the Steelers now. I, I am a Steelers fan now, but it just it just took some you know clearing of the cobwebs from my head and you know, you know and what Jerry Jones did to to Coach Landry that uh, yeah no, no longer part of Cowboys Nation. Well, he did it again to Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's you know, but uh, it's what they I don't know why Jimmy Johnson was so shocked. <laughs> Precisely. So, um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I was a fan of Swan and Stallworth, and then of course Terry Bradshaw. I loved him, but man, the guy that on that field, the guy I watched all the all the time. I was always get the ball, get the ball, get the ball to Franco, get the ball to Franco. He got a first down, you know. And I was a little kid. I didn't have a real good understanding of football, but. I could see that this guy was dominant and just, you know. Rocky Blyer threw the hole to spring him, and then Franco took care of the rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor Rocky Blyer. He had a, probably had a pretty decent career if he wasn't playing behind Franco. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty good. But uh, Franco was, you know, just otherworldly. And, and Frank, which, irony of ironies, uh, Franco – probably would have had a, a more memorable co- collegiate career if he wasn't running alongside Lydell Mitchell. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. so, hey, get to the pros. Then you get your time to shine. All worked out nicely for him. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, a uh-huh. great man. I, I'm, I'm glad I was able to, if ever so briefly, I was able to be on, on a team with him and uh, at, at least be in the, pre- he was a presence. And I love that the fact your description of Amari was perfect. Just you know, a guy, a guy who's six three, maybe even six four. I mean, he just—I'm not a short guy. Well, I'm six one, but it's—he towered over me, and he still just had—he was a presence. He didn't have a glow like Rick James apparently had, but he had—he <laughs> had a presence. And it's yeah, got seventy two, gone, gone, gone too young these days. But you know, he's—he's he's left a mark that. Uh, it's going to last a long time. He, 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 he made a lot of people's lives better. And, uh, again, rest in peace. Number 32. Here, here. Yes. So, well, hey, folks, I, uh, that's 2022 and we're, we're looking forward to 2023. Again, we're going to be coming on Spotify and, uh, we're, we're going to have guys, we're going to have our own Facebook page too. Oh nice. boy. Yes. Well, you uh, know, my mom said I had a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a Facebook for radio. So, uh, yeah, we're, doing, we're we're branching out next year because our awesome producer, Christine, is going to guide us and take us. We're going to the next level. We're going to 11 times three. Excellent. More of the uh, layers upon layers into weaving. Excellent. I've, I've got a few ideas uh, uh, for some um, – for some future podcasts uh, that I'll lay on you, and uh, maybe later in the year, maybe later in next year, maybe a, a, a certain family member of mine would, would be a guest. We'll see. I I love ideas, and exactly. where we got to, we have two guests coming up for January. We'll keep you posted, folks. And Marty, one idea. Let, let's talk about it right now. You had the hotspot idea. Just, and I think a podcast from. The, the tailgate next next Monday is in order. Yes. I, I think I think that I mean well, why not? You're you're at a great place, and I mean, is it possible to um, to do a a video podcast from your phone? I think we can pull it off, and you know, our producer's going to be there too. Because I think um, you know, video would be great. You could you could talk to people. You could, I mean. I mean, I, I guess, do you have a, a, a way to, to set up with a, you know, a little table there and a laptop that would work as well? I, I think, you know, I actually have some experience for, let's, let's go into the way back machine folks to the Mr. E Pluribus show where I did some interviews at the Rose Bowl. There you go. There you go. Round to the middle and back again. I'm going to be there to the end. That's all I'm going to sing from that song. I'm going to save us all. You're welcome. Thank you. So, I think we're probably going to get sued for, you know, right, 
rights on that one anyway. No, it won't get you. It'll just disappear. That's what happens. All right, no, it was less than it was less than thirty three seconds. I think we're good. Yeah, um, well, it, it was nice to do this little exercise, but this podcast is going to be deleted immediately. <laughs> no. No. It's been fun, just, folks. Yes. Well, and Jim, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep you posted then uh, for uh, next week from the uh, the hot spot at the Rose Bowl tailgate. Uh, I oh, make yeah. no promises of my on my sobriety. It will be a Penn State tailgate, uh, and I'm not driving, so we'll see what happens. But we will, we're going to do it. We will be there live. That's our next one, folks. Next Monday. And uh, again, thank you for an awesome 2022 inviting us back uh, into your uh, virtual airwaves and uh, an honor to be doing it with you guys and uh, looking forward to 2023 and making it even better. Merry New Year. Merry New Year indeed. All right, my friends, that's it for us this week on All Over the Place, folks. Hey, an hour on the dot, not too shabby. Right, producer Christine? Thank you. So uh, anyway. Take care, folks, and we will be with you again next Monday from the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Take care, everybody. Let on.